Welcome to Excited by the Science, brought to you by the experts at Edons. Hi everyone, I'm Philippa, and I'm back to talk about another paper I found and why I think it's an important piece of research. This paper presents results from a randomised control trial that was set up to see how mindfulness could be used to improve adherence to the dietary approaches to stop hypertension or DASH diet. The DASH diet is currently the most effective diet in reducing hypertension and promotes the consumption of vegetables, fruits, whole grains, nuts, legumes and lean meats, while discouraging the consumption of saturated fats, red and processed meat, salt and high sugar food and drinks. However, like all dietary interventions, some people are more successful than others in adhering to these recommendations. Existing research shows that one way adherence to weight loss diets can be improved is through the increased internal awareness that results from a regular mindfulness practice. The authors in the current paper sought to find out whether this would also apply to the DASH diet. This study took place in North America and recruited 201 participants with high blood pressure who were on the DASH diet. These participants were divided into either a mindfulness or standard care group, with 83 participants remaining in each group at the end of the study. The mindfulness group took part in a total of 10 mindfulness training sessions designed specifically for blood pressure control over eight weeks, as well as being advised to do 45 minutes of mindfulness six times a week at home. Participants were then followed up at three and six months. The results showed that at three and six months, the mindfulness group had significantly higher internal awareness scores than the control group. When the whole group was analysed, there was a tendency toward higher DASH scores in the mindfulness group. However, this statistical trend became significant when only participants with poor adherence prior to the intervention were included in the analysis. Importantly, this increase in mindfulness and dietary adherence translated into significantly lower systolic blood pressure, which was reported in a previous paper. The authors proposed that mindfulness might affect dietary adherence by increasing three aspects of self-regulation self-awareness, which meant people were more aware of their feelings of hunger or satiety, attention control, which resulted in people eating in a more mindful and intentional way, and emotion regulation, which reduced the stress and dysregulation that can sometimes result in comfort eating. Combined, these changes led to participants making more helpful diet choices. The findings of this paper are particularly interesting when combined with other analyses of data from this intervention. The author's earlier paper reported that mindfulness was also associated with a reduction in sedentary activity and stress, while another analysis found a reduction in depression after the mindfulness intervention. In this study, diffusion tensor magnetic resonance imaging in a subset of participants showed that these changes were evidenced by alterations in neural connectivity in the brain. Together, these results suggest that mindfulness has positive effects 
not only on dietary adherence, but also other health indicators, which can be measured both subjectively and objectively. So what impact do these results have? There's clearly some real world application possible. In diseases where lifestyle changes are prescribed, inclusion of a mindfulness programme may help people adhere to recommendations. It was interesting that mindfulness was especially effective in improving DASH scores in people with low adherence, suggesting that mindfulness training could be targeted to people who struggle to implement lifestyle interventions. In terms of research, this study highlights the holistic nature of health and well-being, and I hope that more clinical research will account for the interplay between mental state, diet, activity and stress when analysing the impact of both pharmacological and lifestyle interventions. This could be particularly important when considering why some people don't adhere or respond to interventions and help to ensure maximum treatment efficacy is achieved. Okay, that's it from me for now. But next time I find an interesting paper, I'll post again. Thanks for listening or watching. Asking the right questions is key to making breakthrough scientific discoveries and advancements. And as the research landscape grows more competitive and complex, finding innovative interdisciplinary research ideas is more important than ever. The right questions address the most important issues in your field and make it easier for you to conduct high-impact research. At Edons, we can help you to generate these questions, outline a potential study, and present it in a way that helps you to secure funding and quickly make your idea a reality. Our team of creative experts will conduct a deep analysis of the research landscape in your field, identifying gaps, finding the right questions, and helping you find inspiration for your next project. We can also help develop innovative study concepts, a synopsis, and a full protocol. So you'll have a study that is very likely to be accepted by a high-impact, peer-reviewed publication. Let Edons help you to make informed decisions, save time, money, and resources, so that you can advance your field and make the world a better place.